Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I am your host, Ryan DeFaber. Before we get started, please do me a favor. For those of you who enjoy the show, please go to iTunes, Spotify, all the major platforms, like the podcast, leave a review. That helps us get out to more viewers and listeners. It's extremely helpful. Go on the YouTube, Two Cents Worth podcast on YouTube. You can listen to it there as well. And uh Leave a comment, like it, all of that is extremely helpful for us here at Two Cents Worth. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Two Cents Worth. I am your host, Ryan Faber. Today we are talking marriage, anniversaries. This week, Lindsay and I celebrate 16 years being married. A big accomplishment for any marriage. I think every year as you get further and further along in marriage is an accomplishment. Every day is an accomplishment because marriage is fantastic. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's also very hard. Um... You know, there's challenges in it, just like anything that you deal with in life, any aspect of anything. There's challenges, there's ups, there's downs, there's, um, I mentioned in last week's podcast about the good and the bad in the world. There's more good that outweigh the bad in a good, healthy relationship, obviously, hopefully, right? That's what you want in a good, healthy relationship. You want to have the good outweigh the bad. But you don't get to this point, you don't get to 16 years of marriage and being together uh, three years before being married that um, if you're not willing to work on not only yourself, but your marriage, you have to have those lines of communication, you have to be able to, um, in the tougher times, or if you as a person are struggling, to be able to talk to your spouse and communicate and let them know where you're at. They let you know where they're at, and that leads to success. Open communication, just like anything in life, and I I feel, unfortunately, as we continue to go down this path of more and more interaction with our phones, our computers during work, instant messaging, social media, etc., we do lose that interaction between human beings. Um, And whether that's just the evolution of where we're heading as a species, maybe, but you know, there's nothing that can trade off a face-to-face interaction, a conversation, person-to-person, rather than text and uh, emojis and memes, etc. Obviously, fantastic, love it, love technology, but in order to be successful and have a successful relationship, whether it's marriage, friendship, family, work, communication is key. Letting people know where you're at, where they're at, is key, right? So figured I'd dive into a little bit of our, our marriage, a little bit of our history, if you haven't heard it before. Um, and you know, some of the things that we do to ensure that we continue to have a healthy and successful 
relationship and marriage um, that we can showcase to our children, to our friends, and to our families, and to those that might not even know us, just so they can see a how we are as a married couple. So, uh, met at Wingate University. I played baseball there. Lindsay ran cross country. Uh, it was our junior year. She lived next to one of my teammates, and I remember being on a road trip. She was also the same major, so she was in some of my classes for the three years leading up. Or uh, We started dating second half of junior year. So the two and a half years leading up to that, she was in uh, a handful of my uh, classes. So I knew of her, never had spoken to her. Um, she had a couple boyfriends beforehand. I had a girlfriend beforehand, but... Um, on a road trip, and I believe we were going down to Florida um, for baseball. So this was early February because our season kicked off first of February. And I just remember asking my teammate, I'm like, you know, I know you live next to this girl. Can you introduce me to her? And he did. He introduced me to her. And I believe at that point in time, it was actually, I just mentioned about communication and instant messaging and all that shit, right? I think I believe our first interaction, actually, I know our first interaction was over AOL Instant Messenger or AIM, right? As we used to call it, you know, dating myself. For those of you uh, young, younger folk that might be listening to this, before you had your text messages on your phone, et cetera, you had AOL Instant Messenger. That's what you had, and that's what we used. So our first communication was on AOL Instant Messenger, and we chatted that way, um, you know, for a couple of hours. Um, and it was a weekend where, for baseball, we had curfew on game night, so I couldn't leave my apartment, and so... She actually lived in the same building as I did, but two stories above me in, in the apartment complex. So we were in the same building, arguably 100 feet line to line away from each other and talking on instant messenger for a few hours. And that's how we kind of kicked it off. Her roommate was a big baseball fan and really wanted to hang out with the baseball players. So and go to our parties because we had an off-campus house. Um, actually, one of our softball friends had an off-campus house. So um, we uh, that's how we first started hanging out was, and this still lives with me to this day, was that was she truly interested in me or did she want to hang out with me via my friend. Now, 19 years later, obviously we've been married for 16 years, but the first interaction was through AOL Instant Messenger, and then she tells me, well, the first, the only reason I agreed to start hanging out with you is because my roommate wanted to hang out and go to your parties. And it's like, hmm, okay. Uh, you know, glad it worked out, but also, you know, kind of interesting that the, the only reason why we first started hanging out to begin with was because your roommate wanted to go to our parties. So we were either just uh, well-known around campus that our parties were fun and or we were just a bunch of drunks. Who knows? Um, we were college kids, right? So that's, what we, that's how we started dating uh, was that she went to uh, a couple of baseball parties and then took her out on a date and then started... Uh, getting more serious and started dating probably want to say like late March. So about a month and a half later. Um, 
and we were together about a year and a half. I proposed to her on her birthday, um, the year that we graduated college, so 2006, uh, proposed to her. We moved in together in an apartment. A year later, we bought our first house. As again, we're dating ourselves here. So in, it was the year of 2007, bought our first house. And this is right before the financial crisis um, in the U.S. and the, the financial crash per se. And we were able to get our house for 0% down and like a low interest rate. And at the time, I was working at a sports magazine. She was working for a minor league hockey team because our major was sport management. And, um, you know, that was, we were not making much money, like barely anything, right? And 0% down on a house and low interest rate on a mortgage. And it was like, okay, cool. Like we can make this work. And it was, a, it, look, we never ever over overspent you know, I will say that, like, as, as we start talking more, like, one of Lindsay's strengths is keeping us at bay from a spending perspective. Um, I'm not frivolous with money. I do enjoy spending the money. I work hard for my money. I make a good salary, and, and I want to have certain things. But she does a great job of balancing our finances and ensuring that. So we never have overextended ourselves, right? Um, we're at a really good place now to where we're, almost 40 and we're able to do the things that we want to do and, and afford the things that we want to do and also know that, you know, some things are still a little bit out of reach and that we'll continue to work towards those and save and, and do those types of things. So, you know, we were able to buy that house in 07, live there for a few years, had our first son Nolan there, and then uh, needed to move up, right? We, we had Nolan, it was a three-bedroom house, it was only 1100 square feet. So it wasn't, uh, big by any means, but it was exactly what we needed. And so we were dating at that point. Now we didn't have Nolan while we were dating. We were dating at that point and she was my fiance, obviously weren't married, bought our first house. So we're, we're committed, right? Like we're, we're diving in. Um, and I knew, and I told my best friend, Matt, the first time that I ever talked to Lindsay, I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. He's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like, you only talk to her. You haven't even like spend any time with her face to face. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm going to marry this chick. And I did. And, um, but that's how committed we were. And, and I will say in the 16 years that we've been married, you know, just having that mentality and that, that knowing that I was going to marry her the first time I talked to her was, I think a big part of, or it's not was, I think a really big part of, um, why we communicate so well, we we rarely fight, and when we fight, you know, the fights don't last long. We never go to bed angry. I do remember that when we got married, our pastor, he was Lindsay's pastor growing up, he was like, just don't ever go to bed mad at each other. You know, you can have disagreements, you cannot, uh, you could be upset about what happened, but don't be mad at each other, right? And so we, we really try and live by that. Nobody sleeps on the couch, We've had some fights, obviously, over 16 years, just like anybody would, but they're very rare. And I, you know, I really attribute that to the fact that, you know, I, we love each other so much and to where it's like, we don't want to have any type of volatility towards each other. And again, going back to that communication piece of it, like we try and have as much open communication as we possibly can with each other where we might not have be having good days where we might be in a rut from a marriage perspective where we might need to just hey go and go go out on a date and 
let's get a babysitter or let's get our parents to watch the kids or let's get the kids to bed early and let's have a later dinner and have a date or sit around the fire pit and that's our date at home or hey we need to just go decompress let's go hang out with some friends um whether it's you know matt and ashley uh our other friends pete and heather or our friends in the neighborhood um and or get together with other friends that we have that don't live near us or we we need to go on a vacation and, and whatever it might be, right? So we always try and do those things and communicate, and, and that is key. And I think a lot of it, too, also goes to the fact that we lived with each other before we got married. And I know, you know, my mom wasn't the biggest fan of that. My mom's very religious, and she's like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. I am the youngest of four, so it, it was a little harder, I believe, for my parents to say no to me at that point because my brothers were living with their girlfriends and et cetera, and it's like, well, how can you allow that but not, you know, to me? So we move in together, and we're able to understand each other more from, hey, this is what it's going to be like to live with each other. Like, we're engaged at this point. We had been dating, obviously, but not been living together, but going to each other's apartments, you know, spending most of our time together in, in that aspect. So we were able to have that ability and then buying our first house together. When we both graduated college, we were 100% uh, independent financially from our parents as well. Cell phones, utility bills, uh, food, gas, whatever it was, right? Entertainment. None of that was paid for by our parents. So again, having to go through that, not making much money right out of college and knowing, okay, now we need to not just pay rent, but now we're paying a mortgage and not putting ourselves also in debt, a massive amount of debt from a credit card perspective. Look, were there times where we need to put things on credit cards? Absolutely. And that still goes on today, right? We're in a much better spot. We have a good financial advisor. We have a good base. Our 401ks are in a good spot. We have we have good steady jobs. You know, so those things have matured as we've matured. But, you know, I think a lot of the reason why we've been successful in our marriage is some of those aspects around it of being able to live together before we were married. We threw a dog into that mix, and I say we. It was a we. Lindsay will say that Bronx was my dog. Yes, I love that dog probably more than Lindsay did, but it was still our dog. Threw a crazy dog into that mix, and if anyone knows Bronx, the dude was a fucking animal. He was a nut. A little 20-pound Jack Russell Terrier that I did an absolutely dog shit job at training, but I love that dog to death. But he drove us fucking crazy, and we're in a 700-square-foot apartment Another reason why we wanted to buy the house, we're like, we got to get this dog a yard. Like, this dog's going to fucking drive us crazy. So we get the house and going through those things, right? And then we have our first child. And then it's, okay, we're outgrowing this house. Well, now we need to up our lifestyle, per se, by buying a bigger house. We need a bigger house in a more um, established neighborhood that... You know, the the neighborhood that we were in at the time was a lot of renters, and so there wasn't a lot of property value. Like, our house wasn't gaining any value, and actually, we sold our house for less than we bought it six years after moving into it because of the financial crash, etc. Um, the market hadn't kind of bounced back well enough, but because the market hadn't bounced back as well as it, it, we, it, it could have, we were able to get the house that we were, we're in today that we've been in now for 11 years or so. And so, you know, we needed a house in, now we have a kid. We're, we, the 
plan was always to have two children. That's what we have. And so, okay, we're, we're going to gonna potentially want to have another kid at some point. Well, we need a bigger house. We want a house in a good school district. And so we made that move and we were able to get this house for what we could afford at the time and really didn't increase our mortgage by that much a month, which was great. So again, like for us and our marriage, it's that communication. It's that sometimes taking that risk, like this is the house that I wanted. Lindsay wasn't too sure of it. But now that we've lived in it, she's like, I love this house. Like, there's things that we definitely want to change still to the ha- to the house to make it really more functional for us um, in, in just updates. And we'll get there. But it's a great house in a great location in a great neighborhood with some great neighbors that we've become very close with. And so, again, it's the communication of, okay, hey, we're both willing to take this jump. Let's go and let's go and buy this new house. Let's lose some money on the house that we're currently in and go to this next step in our, in our journey together, right? With our family and, and growing family. And now we have Nolan and a couple years later we have Harrison. And then um, a few years later than that, a few years later down the road, you know, we, we lose Bronx and we then welcome Decker into our family, our new dog and all of these things. Right. And they just compound year over year over year and build year over year and year. And here we are 16 years later, really 19 years later and have an extremely, to me, have a extremely healthy marriage a relationship. Like I said, our fights are, are rare, do we have tough times? Of course. Like I, I've been very open on the podcast and to her and to my friends as well. And for those of you that listen to this, that over the last couple of years, and I think everybody else would agree, like during the COVID times and all that crap, um, it, 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 it didn't put you in a great place mentally. And, and I've still struggled with that a little bit, um, trying to get out of that fog. And I mentioned on the last episode, uh, the mentality change, if you go to episode 96, the mentality change that I'm, I'm Im- implementing to myself, it's not going to change me overnight. It's not going to get me out of this fog overnight, but it's going to help. And it has helped. It's helped me be looking at life in a little less cynical way, right? There's still the cynic in me. There always will be. Um, but having that ability to do that and um, have that mentality change and get out of that fog will also make my marriage stronger as we continue to grow year over year, month over month, day over day, week over week, whatever it is, right? Um, because we're in this for the long haul, right? And we always say that, like, the 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 D word is never in our vocabulary, right? We're not leaving each other. Nothing is ever bad, that bad, right? And again, and if it ever gets to that point, that means we failed each other in, in communication. And we didn't uphold our side of the the bargain here of hey till death do us part as well as what our pastor told us when we got married don't ever go to bed angry if we're upset at our partner or whatnot we always make sure that we let them know about it do we do the best job of always communicating no and i don't think any marriage does but we always ensure that it never will get to that point to where we're so upset with each other that it's like, well, you know, I, I don't want to make this work anymore because that will never happen. I know for myself that will never happen, and, I, and I'm very confident I know that Lindsay would never let that happen either because of just how we are and how we talk to each other and how we live together. And it's and it's fantastic to know that and, and have that relationship, and, and it's helped me too to kind of get through some of these tougher times and um, from a mental perspective and that fog. And I don't want to say like, 
you know, again, I've never been depressed. I don't have depression. I have seasonal depression. That's for damn sure. And I've talked about that quite openly. Fuck winter. Uh, fuck those short days. But from a marriage perspective and a life perspective, I love laughing. I love being around people most of the time, you know, just like anybody, you need your break, but like love having a couple drinks with my friends or sitting around watching a good game on TV around the fire pit and whatever it is, or being with the kids and the family outside and doing things together and all that stuff. Like I, I like to laugh. I love comedy. If I could do it all over again, maybe I'd be a stand up comic. Who knows? I don't know. Like that seems so foreign to me now, but like I love stand-up comedians. I love watching them. I follow most of them on inst- in, uh, on social media, and it, it's just it, it's an it's such an interesting thing because getting to make people laugh. I love making people laugh. I love laughing and smiling. Um, but the last couple of years have been a lot harder for me on that, and and I, I'm working on that. So, you know, from a marriage perspective, I will say what has helped us for the last. 16 years of being married and 19 year being married and the 19 years of being together is the communication is no is knowing that I love her so much and she loves me so much that if we see each other struggling or not upholding our side of the 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 bargain here of a of being married we're going to call each other out about it and be like hey look like I, I'm not seeing what I would want from you. Like for me, like my love language is touch. I love Lindsay to come and give me a hug or, or like holding hands. She's not too big on uh, public displays of affection. Um, and I've told her that I'm like, I would like to have more public displays of affection of even just like a hug or whatever it might be. Right. So um, hers is more of like words of affirmation and things like that. And you know, and I've learned that over the years to where I want to say at one point, I think it was like, it might've even been Valentine's day. And like, we don't even celebrate Valentine's day and I didn't get her a card. And she was like, you, you didn't even get me a card like that. At the very least, that's what I would want it to like have a card and see you write something down about, you know, wh- why you appreciate me, et cetera. And then also that for her too, like the things that, she does for the family and around the house and and how hard she works hey i want you to just at least tell me that you appreciate that that for her is her love language and learning those types of things we don't always get it right we fail at it but at least we know (laughs) and i know that if she's struggling with that i need to step my game up and be like hey look like you're doing a great job. I'm so sorry that I didn't tell you that. Like, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for keeping the house clean, keeping the kids' schedule on track, and and you know, writing the grocery list down. She doesn't really like to cook. She'll do it. So like, if we kind of we own each other's like, it's like in work, and I hate to ever ever <sighs> compare work to a marriage, but it's like we know our roles and responsibilities a lot of times around the house too, right? Like I cook 99.9% of our meals. She puts the grocery list together. Her and I talk about what the menu is going to be like for the week. So then I know what I need to prepare. She knows what she, she's going to write down for the grocery list. Sometimes we tag team the grocery buying. Most of the time she'll just go and do it. And, and, but it's that, Hey, can you show me appreciation that 
I do the grocery list that I clean the house. Absolutely. Hey, sorry if I didn't do that. I apologize. I do appreciate what you do for us and for the family, etc. So again, it's that communication piece of it. And then we get to show that to our kids. We get to show that we have this healthy relationship in this marriage and they get to see growing up how this works. And we have both sets of our parents here that have been married for, um, 40 and 50 plus years together. Right. So they are also getting to see that from their grandparents and then our brothers and sisters and, and their relationships and other people that we surround ourselves in their marriages, et cetera, in their relationships. So, um, you know, not only is it important for us to have a healthy marriage, it's important for our children. It's important for our families to see it as well. And, you know, that's just been our successes. Um, and it's led us to year 16 and it's going to lead us to year 17, 18, 19, 20 and beyond. Like her parents celebrated 50. My parents celebrated 40. Like I want to be there as well you know, God willing and everything goes right from a health perspective, et cetera, anything else, you know, you never know what the day is going to bring to you, but that's what we want. That's what we signed up for. We're not going anywhere. We communicate well with each other. And, and, you know, that's just who we are as a couple. Um, is it always awesome? No, but again, it is those harder times that help us become stronger in a relationship. I mentioned on the last episode, every night I pray and from a religious perspective, I pray to God and I say, thank you so much for my marriage. I pray Lord that you help me and Lindsay grow together and continue to learn and build each other on our relationship. Um, and you know, we have that aspect too. Not only do we have the, emotional relationship with each other, the physical relationship, but also the spiritual relationship, right? So um, that's all important for us. That's what works for us. Communication is key. I've mentioned it probably now 50 times in this. That's the biggest thing. Communication, talking to each other, letting each other know when we're not happy with each other, when something doesn't make us happy, but also letting that other person know when something does make us happy and when so, when stuff is working. I think a lot of times as, as people, we always try and focus on the negative and we always forget the positive and the happy parts of things, right? And like the good parts of things. If something that they did made you happy or make you smile, let them know that. Um, because then it's a repeatable thing. If something makes them upset, then we know okay, that's something I shouldn't repeat anymore. That's not something I should do again. But we don't ever really talk about, hey, I really, I like that. That was good. I appreciated that. Okay, awesome. That's what we should be focusing more and more on. Yes, let the person know when they've upset you and when things aren't great. But also, we should be talking to each other and letting each other know when things are good. And I think we do a pretty good job of that. Again, never say we're perfect by any means. But I have been blessed with the fact that we don't fight often. We, we deal with things. We, we get grumpy with each other just like anybody else, whether it's tiredness, schedules, you know, I'm not, I, I, I can bounce off the walls at times. You know, again, I wake up early, so I get up at four o'clock in the morning. When I get home from the gym, it's 6.15, 6.30. Some, mo- most of the family's not up yet. Lindsay's up, but like the kids aren't up yet. And I'm already, I've already been up for two and a half hours. You know, I'm, I'm beep bopping around and everyone's just like, dad, you're a lot right now. Uh, you can, be, you're being pretty annoying, right? And then there's towards the end of the day where I'm whining myself down and the kids are still bopping around. I'm like, guys, you're driving me nuts right now because I'm now tired. So again, it's, 
it's understanding like that we we can still annoy each other we can still get on each other's nerves but we know each other we can see, see each other's body language we can understand and we know you know hey when to maybe take a step back when to step in put your arm around the person grab them give them a hug let them know everything's going to be okay let them know that they're doing great all those types of things so i will tell you the number one key to a healthy marriage is communication if you're not communicating with your spouse or your your significant other i i don't uh I don't know what that's going to mean for you in the long term, but for us, communication is key. It has been why we've been successful. It has been why we've been together for 19 years, married for 16, two houses, two kids, two dogs, Bronx, RIP, with Decker now, um, friendships, busy schedules, successful in, in our jobs, etc. So that's where we've at. That's where we're at. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed just a little bit of the story. It's not a full story, et cetera. But um, that's just a little background on Lindsay and I. This is why we've been married 16 years, together for 19. As always, five stars. Give it a like. Spotify, Apple, Google. It's on iHeartRadio, Pandora. Wherever you can find this podcast, I guarantee it's there. Any types of comments, any types of likes, any types of shares are extremely helpful And as always, this is my two cents worth. I am your host, Ryan DeFaber. Have a great day.